It's Monday night, and you know what that means. A brand new episode of the Tin and J-Man Show streaming live on the ISC Sports Network, the Tin and J-Man Show Facebook page, and the ISC Sports Network Twitter page. It's episode 324. It's the last episode of January. It's the first episode for Josh the J-Man month of being a 31-year-old. J-Man, how's it going? How was your birthday? Birthday was really good. Really good. Um for Christmas, my fiance Megan got me a uh, pit boss pellet grill. So uh, every single gift I got um, for my birthday was uh, was for the smoker. Got a cookbook, got a meat thermometer that hooks up right to my phone. I got a cover. I got a, a fridge magnet that tells me cooking times for every meat you can think of. I got barbecue sauce. It was amazing. Gonna break so when's that the barbecue? When's the cookout? When's the cook- Super Bowl? <laughs> Super Bowl, yep. Planning on doing some burn-ins. Can Everybody go to J-Man's for the Super Bowl. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Pile, <laughs> pile in. Pile in, pile in. Well, uh, I'm fired up for tonight's show. We got a lot to talk about. We got NFL Conference Championships, some coaching news, which there's really not a ton of coaching movement going on, and then a yeah. ton of Big Ten hoops and college hoops action going on. So uh, let's get right into it. Do you have a birdie or bogey question for me tonight? I do. Wednesday night, last Wednesday, the 25th of January, against the Utah Jazz, Damian Lillard became the fourth player in NBA history to record 60 points on 70% field goal shooting in a Mm. game. What other three players have done this? Oh, gosh. Just give me a bogey now. Uh, Two two for a bird. Two two of the three for a birdie. Um. No, okay. n- no pars this week. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Trying to build no your uh, stroke lead to two strokes. I see how it is. Yeah. You you have a pretty good chance to get one. Uh, you should get one pretty easily. Um, that's a kiss, a kiss of death right there, though. That's why I don't want to give you, you a should. par for it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Birdie Bogey is brought to you by, uh, I almost said Noble Gnome LLC. It is brought to you by Arlington Public House. Uh, I do not have Facebook pulled up to... Uh, to read off uh, any specials they have. Do you have uh, a special menu? I've got it up. I'm getting it up right now. I know they had, of course, their pork chop over the weekend was a special, mm-hmm. which it looked like a tomahawk steak, the thickness of that thing. Um, Arlington Public House has upscale cuisine and cocktails with a casual atmosphere. The Monday night special tonight, ooh, this sounds good, prime rib sandwich. Delicious, juicy prime rib topped with caramelized onions, provolone cheese, banana peppers, horseradish cream sauce, and a cup of au jus. I think that was it last night as well, or last Monday as well. It was. Uh, must have went over well. And the reason I said the pork chop over the weekend looked like a tomahawk steak was because it was a tomahawk pork chop. It was a 14 ounce. <laughs> Not going to get cheated there. So uh, yeah, I, I've actually never make. had one of their pork chops, but it's about their most recommended thing. So. I could mess up a pork chop right about now. It looks delicious. I could, too. I could. Big fan. Yes. Get your veggies. Get your veggies along with your your meat. Get your meat and veggies. There you go. There you go. What do you want to start off with tonight? I say we start off with some college hoops because it feels like we haven't talked college hoops in a few weeks. That's true. We haven't managed our time very well the last couple weeks, and it gets like 10 minutes left. We have to fire through it without getting at a proper discussion. So, uh, yeah, man, uh, we're we're in the thick of things. Almost February, Big Ten race is halfway through. And, Crazy. Uh, Boilermakers have a pretty comfy lead. 
Yeah, what is it? Three games or two games? It's two games over Northwestern right now. Um, <laughs> it's like ten games. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think they could. In the, I don't know. I, I I was looking at it like, I think they could lose two or three games and still be in pretty good shape. Yeah, they'll be in pretty good shape. Especially, I mean, we've talked about it um, off the air. The Big Ten is down. As I, I, I think we can comfortably say it's down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even said yesterday, I think there's three legitimate teams that have a shot to get to the second weekend. And other than that, though, I don't I don't see it from about anyone else. And even two of those teams haven't really looked that good. I mean, one team struggled in December, early January. Both teams really did, Indiana and Illinois. Uh, and both have kind of started to hit their stride a little bit. Uh, but Purdue is head and shoulders above about everyone else right now uh, in the conference, for sure. It was interesting today. I was listening to um, 107.5, the fan down in Indianapolis, and um, they had Bob Kravitz on, who used to write for any Starry now, writes for The Athletic. And they were talking about the IU-Purdue game coming up on Saturday. And he was saying he still thought Matt Painter's, out of last year and this year's team, he thought last year's team was Painter's best, better chance of making the Final Four. Um, it's hard to really disagree with him on that one, uh, mainly because he had the superstar talent in Ivy. Uh, you had Travion Williams. Um, I, I mean, Edie's been unbelievable. He's clear national player of the year, clear big 10, obviously big 10 player of the year. If he's going to win national player of the year, um, he is so much better now than he was last year. Um, but still in, I, I, I know Braden Smith and, um, Fletcher lawyer have looked unbelievable for freshmen but they're still freshmen and i think at least i am and i probably a lot of even purdue fans are kind of waiting for that freshman wall to kind of hit it hasn't hit yet um so that's that that's a thing you're gonna have to uh be weary of and again it might it might not hit they might just be playing like Mm -hmm. vets which they have um so far but i probably agree with kravitz that last especially i mean they got to play saint peter's in the sweet 16 Mm -hmm. and we know how that happened uh, mm-hmm. What happened with that? But uh, um, I have a hard time disagreeing with Kravitz. Although uh, this team seems like more of a team, because because last year it could be Ivy jacking the jacking shots up thirty times a game, um, and I I don't know how much of an actual team they were last year. Uh, this team seems more connected. Yeah, yeah. I I was going back and forth when he said it. I almost think it's this year, and maybe it's just because you know they're off to a twenty-one and one start. Um, and their their one loss was by a one point a one point loss at home to Rutgers. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I think they got a good chance of getting a one seed. And then of course you're going to have mm-hmm. more favorable matchups there. Um, I guess my worry and concern is if Edie gets in foul trouble. But they've only seen that one time, and that was against Rutgers. Um, so far, it really hasn't happened. Um, I know a lot of Purdue fans are nervous. It might happen this Saturday. I'm not too concerned about it. Um, but but in that case, then it falls on Trey Kaufman, Wren, and Caleb first. How do those guys mm-hmm. respond when when he's on the bench for a for a good majority of the time? So I don't know. Hopefully Purdue doesn't run into that. But it was an interesting question when he, when he, when he answered that. I was kind of surprised by his answer, to be honest. But I also I get it too. So. Mm-hmm. Which and uh, a lot of it, as far as people saying Purdue has a better chance now, it's it has a lot to do with recency bias because remember. Sure. That, that team last year felt like it was a team that could make a run and even win it sure. all. Sure. Um, and, and of course, you're feeling like this this year, too. They're 21-1 mm-hmm. with wins over Gonzaga, Duke. Um, Marquette, which is probably Marquette's, their best win right now on paper. Mar- yeah, Marquette's looking real good. Um, and then, of course, 
Big Ten's down, but they still have wins in Michigan State and Michigan. Um, do they have to go to Iowa? No. They're almost done they, with their road games. <laughs> yeah, they don't They don't have to go to Iowa. They don't have to go to Illinois. Do they have to go to Northwestern? Northwestern. They I, do go to Northwestern. I, I will go on record and say Northwestern, cute story. Um, <laughs> Sounds like you're a little jealous there, Jay, man. What, what do I have to be jealous of? Um, there for one, I don't know. has Illinois as a five, and I think he has Northwestern as a 10. So, uh, not jealous of that. Um, I hate, hate the Northwestern media, hate them. Um, <laughs> that's all I have to hear about. It feels like it's, it's awful and cute story. Um, I will go on record and say they missed the tournament. I think they lose, um, they lose to Michigan. I think Michigan, Michigan's looked awful, got killed by Penn State yesterday in bare, in embarrassing fashion. I think Michigan beats them this week. Um, I think that's who they play. Um, Michigan Northwestern. Um, they still have to go to Illinois. They have to go to, uh, they have to play Purdue. They play them twice. Who's that? Northwestern? No. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Um, they, they do have a win in Indiana and Michigan state. Those are two of the best road, big 10 wins you could possibly have. Uh, even though, and especially Indiana now, I think Michigan state's not that great. Uh, but, uh, I will go on record and say they missed attorney Northwestern. All right. Book it down. Book it January 30th. Book it. But yeah, outside of that, I mean, um, yeah, Purdue's week last week was they swept the state of Michigan for the season because they don't play Michigan again. They uh, beat, went up to Michigan and won a game that was closer. The score was closer than the game really was. Um, of course, Michigan was missing Jet Howard one of their better mm-hmm. players. Uh, but that was a place that's been a house of horrors for Purdue. It was a one in seven sure. in the last decade up there, including last year that just got throttled. Uh, I think it was like 85, 58 up there or something. I, I had forgotten about the game until this past week. I was looking at box scores from last year. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Um, and then they took care of Sparty pretty easily yesterday at Mackey, which they've really owned Michigan state the past five, six years. Um, kind of flipped because Izzo had a big lead on Painter. Now they're they're tied for their career head-to-head matchup against each other. Um, in Michigan State, we talked about they're not the Michigan State they were four or five years ago. It's just, right. I don't know. It's I have somehow lost your sound. I don't know if it's that, if it's you or if it's on my end, but I have lost you. Can you hear me? Hello, Tanner. <laughs> well, if if we're still live, because Tanner is no longer in the stream. Um, yeah, Pur- Purdue's playing well. I don't even remember what we were talking about, uh, to be honest. Oh, he, he was talking about Michigan State. I think the game has passed Michigan or has passed Tom Izzo by. Um, let's see here. If Tanner is back. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can finally hear you. Some Somehow it just sound stopped. Uh, well, everything went blank on my end. You went away. Everything. <laughs> oh. um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to switch us here. So we have the correct banner above. 
Uh, there we go. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, my yeah. I had a router warning pop up. I I don't know what's going on. I don't yeah. know if it was on my end on StreamYard end. I don't know. So, uh, like I was saying, difficulties. Yes, uh, Michigan State used to be the most physical team in the conference. Now there's other teams in the conference that have caught up to them. Purdue's pretty physical. Rutgers is physical. Um, a couple other uh, Michigan's physical at times, even though their record really doesn't show it. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Michigan State's gotta have to turn around. And, and really, I'm sick of Tom Izzo. That guy whines more than anybody in post game press conferences. Yeah. He never gives compliments, real or very rarely gives compliments to the to yeah. the uh, opposition. It's always whining to the referees about something. Um, which mm-hmm. he did get technical yesterday at halftime. So good. Yeah. yeah um, it almost feels like the games passed Izzo by a little bit. Um, they, they did win a share of the Big Ten title back in 1920. But then <clears throat> 2021, they snuck into the tournament and lost in a playing game. Last year, they weren't that great. This year, I think they're going to be scratching and clawing to try to get a decent seed. They might get in, but it might be in that 8, 9, 10 seed line. Um, Izzo did nothing in the transfer portal this year when it was very clear he needed a like go to score. Tyson Walker's had his moments, um, AJ Hogarth's had his moments, but he's a terrible shooter. Um, Hauser, Joey Hauser, hasn't been that great, uh, since he's been at Michigan State. He's okay. They don't have a big guy. Maddie Sissoko's awful, terrible big guy. Uh, Malik Hall can't stay healthy. Um, his name Jordan Akins, something Akins. Uh, for Michigan State, he uh, is just okay. It it, it just it, Izzo did not build this team very well. Uh, he he needed probably more help in the transfer portal. He he does have uh, is it the top recruit in uh, the nation coming in next year? Xavier Booker is that his name from Indianapolis? Yeah, um, which so, he's not even putting up good stats. So I don't know how yeah. he's <laughs> he blew up in summer ball pretty much. Yeah, and um, he, he hasn't recruited as well as he has in the past, of course, as, as we said, Booker's coming in. But um, it, it, it just feels like he's he's definitely no longer feared, I would say, uh, in the Big Ten. And some coaches have kind of passed him by. Painter is one of them, uh, for sure. Yeah, it doesn't hurt my feelings. Michigan State's my second least favorite college basketball program out there, and it's not even close. Um, I mean, they're not too far away from number one at times for me, but they, they never will be, but they're not too far away. Um, so yeah. beating them is a fun thing. Uh, Mackie was rocking yesterday, looked like on TV. And when David Jenkins Jr. hit the um, buzzer beater right before half, the three-pointer, it was the loudest recorded decibel level in Mackie Arena history, hmm. which is surprising because like it's got pretty loud. Game. It's got pretty loud at some other points. Um, yeah. So, and, and I was surprised to read that today because on TV it was loud. But it didn't in that moment. It didn't sound like the loudest moment in Mackey history. So yeah, um, C- CBS and ESPN both kind of put buffers in there, um, so it doesn't like that's, bust that's your um, speakers on your TV. So that's that makes that's sense. probably why. That makes sense. Um, I've I've been at some very loud Mackey Arena games to the point where my ears hurt. Um, it was it's usually on the. Uh, when uh, Illinois blows a 15 to 20 point lead there, which it seems like they've done quite a bit um, is when I've heard it uh, stupid loud, but uh, I mean, Mackey is probably, I, I don't know if it's the loudest arena in uh, college basketball. What's the loudest in the big 10. Yeah, I, I would, I would agree. I mean, I I've been to assembly hall. Of course it gets loud there. I've been to Chrysler arena before the renovations. Um, I've been to 
what well, was Value City. I don't know what it's called now. Um, that place was not loud at all, and that was the number one team against the number ten team at the time in the country. Um, but one one of these days, I'll get to all the Big Ten venues. But just take a little while. It's on my bucket list, though. So, yes, but uh, good week for my Boilermakers. Good week for your line eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Ohio State's struggling. Illinois took care of business, and then Wisconsin's also struggling. Illinois took care of business. I don't care how bad Wisconsin is. You never <laughs> like playing there. No. Um, but since 1999, there are only three schools, uh, three teams to win six in a row against Wisconsin. Uh, Michigan State won eight in a row from 99 to 2001. Michigan State won eight in a row from 2016-2020. Illinois has now won six in a row, uh, 2020 to uh, 2023. So uh, Brad Underwood kind of has Greg Gard's number um, as of right now. And even um, during that game, Illinois got up 12 in the second half. Uh, Wisconsin went on a 15-2 to run to take the lead. Even after that 15-2 to run, it didn't feel like Illinois was going to lose that game. Illinois followed it up with a 19-2 to run. So uh, they have the best uh, two-point field goal percentage defense in uh, the Big Ten. Defense is playing well. Offense will have moments where they'll turn it over six times in eight possessions, jack up an air ball three. Um, but defense wins, um, especially, especially in Big Ten play. They're going to have to score some more points here uh, coming into uh, the NCAA tournament. But uh, 1-6-7 to seven feels like everyone's kind of learned their role a little bit, especially after Sky Clark left. Um, they're kind of settling into their roles, getting good contributions. Uh, Matt Meyer's been their MVP this month, averaging 16 points a game, I think, at uh, 26 on Saturday. So he's he's playing the best ball of his career so far. Uh, Jade Naps has just been um, – has been huge at the point guard spot, especially after losing Clark. Uh, he's only turned the ball over four times in his last 141 minutes. So – uh, for a freshman to be able to do that while averaging 10 points a game uh, is pretty incredible. Need more out of Coleman Hawkins. Uh, Coleman Hawkins, if he starts playing well, can take them to a, an entirely higher level. Uh, and if RJ Melinda starts knocking in some shots, uh, that will help as well. But uh, as of right now, I feel pretty good. Um, there'll be some games where uh, they're frustrating, and then there'll be some games where I can't believe they won that one. Uh, but their schedule fet- uh, sets up uh, pretty favorably to be uh, fighting for and probably getting uh, another top four seed in the uh, Big Ten tournament. I was surprised they weren't ranked today. I'm I'm kind of okay with it. Kind of fly mm-hmm. under the radar. It's okay with me. They're they're they'd be 28th if uh, they're right behind um, Missouri and uh, <laughs> College of Charleston. The the rankings are so stupid yeah. because. Um, on a neutral court, Illinois would be double-digit favorites against College of Charleston, and uh, they're ranked ahead of them. Who who else is in that? Like like when Florida was it Florida Atlantic was in the rankings? Is that who got in for the first time like ever? Mm-hmm. Um, Illinois would have been like fifteen-point favorites. That's what, the rankings are so stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, getting some of these teams in, but is what it is. Honestly, I don't care. No rankings don't mean anything till March. Yeah, till there, there's one through. Uh... 68 or 68. Yep. So, um, Indiana's hot. Like you said, one of the hotter teams in the country. They yeah. survived, survived a scare up at the barn in Minnesota. Oh, was it ever a scare? And, and then turned around to care of business of a, of a reeling Ohio state team, as you mentioned, uh, pretty easily. Uh, well, really it was close. And then Ohio state just kind of quit for like a three minute yeah. stretch. And Indiana just blew them out. I'm um, during that three minute stretch. 
Um, this week they go at Maryland tomorrow, which will not be an easy game. Maryland's a tough oh. place to play. And then they host Purdue on Saturday. Uh, Purdue's making their trip uh, no, ranked number one for the first time ever going into Assembly Hall. Um, this is only the third time because IU jumped into rankings today at I ranked at twenty at twenty one. Though so Purdue and Indiana are the only only two Big Ten teams ranked, which I believe is the first time they've ever matched up when when they're the only two Big Ten teams ranked. But this is only the third head to head Purdue Indiana matchup since two thousand where both teams are ranked. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about. But really, I mean Purdue's been pretty solid for the past six years. Indiana's had a lot of hiccups the past six years. Mm-hmm. Before that, Indiana was real good, especially in two thousand twelve thirteen. Purdue was awful. Um, and then before that, I mean, they had some decent teams, but when they matched up, just one of them wasn't ranked or, or neither were, weren't ranked. Um, this is only the, I believe this will be the 18th time in its series history since the AP poll came out in the eighties where both teams are ranked at the same time, Wow! which Indiana is, uh, I think up 10 to seven in series all time and ranked games. Mm-hmm. Um, last time they were both ranked whereas 2016, um, Indiana won. On uh, by four points, there was a late goaltending call on AJ Hammonds down there. That was a game Indiana got big. Purdue came storming back, but it was just a little too late. But uh, yeah, but both teams got to take care of business first. Indiana's got Maryland on the road, and Purdue's got a a dangerous Penn State team at home. A team they've played mm-hmm. beat once, but Penn State just blew Michigan out of the water by thirty yesterday. And if they're hitting, they can turn a game sideways yeah. quick. Yeah, Penn State's one of those teams that they're arguably one of the scariest teams to play because they shoot so many threes and they make so many threes that uh, that that'd be a loss at home that you're sitting like that could drop you down a seed line. Even though I think Penn state has a chance to get in. I think Lenardi had him in his last four in uh, mm-hmm. today. So they're, they're a good team, um, but a dangerous team with the, uh, their ability to shoot the ball. Well, and the Micah Shrewsbury factor is always scary. Factor is always yeah. scary for Purdue too, because he knows Matt Painter and those players, some of those players, better than anybody else in the conference. He's a good so, coach too. Yes, he is a very good coach. Yeah. Um, but let's yeah, go through. In, oh, go well, ahead, I, I was going to talk about the Indiana Minnesota game a little bit. Um, yeah, I didn't watch any of it, so please do. I watched pretty much the whole thing. Um, Minnesota kept hitting shot after shot. Jameson Battle gave him the lead. Um, and then they stopped running offense the final four minutes. Uh, they just played hero ball, get down into shot clock. Somebody jacks up a terrible three, barely hits rim. Uh, that's the only reason why Indiana won. And of course, Trace Jackson Davis, if it weren't for Zach Eady, he would be the clear Big Ten player of the year. He has been absurd, getting 20 boards, 20 points, uh, five assists. Like he, he has been stupid the past three weeks or so. Does he, he return he, next year, you think? Um, he, he might. I don't see him in the NBA. You know, I mean, maybe some some of these guys need to learn from Kofi's mistake because Kofi could be making about three quarters yep. of a million dollars more than he is now if he would have come mm-hmm. back. Um, kind kind of like Zach. I, I think Zach Eady might get drafted just because he's so freaking big. Um, but yeah. Um, and then he had an offensive rebound and put back on a free throw miss with about forty seconds left to give him the lead. But uh, Minnesota should have won that game, and Minnesota being the worst team in the Big Ten. Um, found a way to lose it. And then, of course, they blew out um, Ohio State over the weekend. Um, Indiana did. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a fascinating matchup uh, with Edie and Trace Jackson Davis because, of course, Edie has the size. But, man, Trace is one of the most, if not the most athletic, 6'10 and taller guy I've seen in Big Ten. 
play. Just uh, his, his ability to finish um, with one hand, two hands in traffic, just dunking over everyone. It's it's an interesting matchup. Yeah, it'll be fascinating because there's two totally different styles. Last yeah. year, uh, Trace Jackson Davis got two quick fouls. Purdue got yep. him in foul trouble. And if you would have told Indiana or Purdue fans before that game, Trace Jackson Davis got to get two quick fouls, you're thinking Purdue's got to run away with that thing. Mm-hmm. But it actually helped Indiana out. They went small ball and they shot the ball well that night and ended up winning a close game. So uh, so we'll see what happens Saturday. But like I said, both teams got games they can't overlook before that. So uh, yep. a good slate of Big Ten games this week. Yeah. Starting on Tuesday night, we have Nebraska at Illinois. I think Illinois wins this pretty easily. Um, Illinois yeah. 14 and a half point favorites. Um, that seems about right. Mm-hmm. Um, Illinois does not play as well at home. Is It's a frustrating. Maybe, maybe I'm just expecting them to blow every single team out at home, uh, but they've already lost a few home games. They kind of struggled early against Wisconsin, Michigan State, and um, Ohio State, and then found ways to win. Uh, but they shouldn't have any issue with uh, Nebraska. They can't overlook them, though, because they have at Iowa on Saturday. So can't overlook Illinois. anybody in the Big Ten this no, year. You can't. Everybody's beating each other up. So. Yep. Indiana at Maryland. I think Tanner froze again. Um, I am taking... Indiana on the road. Maryland's three-point favorites there. Um, that's, that's a fascinating matchup as well. But uh, Maryland's kind of kind of struggled here a little bit. They did uh, have a big home win against Wisconsin um, last week. But uh, give me Indiana on the road. Northwestern at – oh, it's Iowa Northwestern play. Or, yeah, Northwestern plays. Um, let's see here. I got some text messages. Tanner has uh, lost internet, he told me. Uh, Northwestern at Iowa. Iowa six-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, both teams need it. Northwestern's hanging on there. I think Lenardi had him as a 9 or 10 today. Um, give me Iowa at home, though. I just think Iowa's offense is going to be too much. Again, Northwestern's been a nice story for uh, those guys in Evanston, but uh, I, just, I still don't. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it when it comes uh, to Northwestern. Uh, is Tanner back? Yes. <laughs> I'm using a uh, tonight, and I used this computer on a podcast last week. Had no issue, and this time it completely kicked me off. Said no internet, and then it somehow fired back. Yeah. So I don't know if there's internet problems going on outside somewhere in the neighborhood. I have no idea what's going on, but yeah. hope I can get through the rest of the show. <laughs> uh, who who are you taking, Indiana or Maryland? Um, I'm actually taking Maryland. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> Some just tells me maybe IU's going to overlook them, even though Maryland's only lost, I think, one home game this year, if that. I think they yeah, lost killed by game. UCLA. Okay, maybe that was the one. Have they lost any conference yeah. home games? Uh, I don't know. But e- either way, it's a tough place to play. And I don't know. I just I think it'll be a close game. Uh, definitely wouldn't shock me if IU gets to win. But uh, I think I think Maryland gets them for some reason. I uh, I took Indiana. Um, Northwestern at Iowa. Interesting matchup. I'll take the Hawkeyes at home, though. Yeah, I'll I'll take the Hawkeyes as well. Patrick McCaffrey's back. Hawks put up 90 points against the best defense in the Big Ten, Rutgers, yesterday. 
Uh, it's a high-powered offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wednesday night, Penn State at Purdue. Yeah, 6.30. I don't really care for these 6.30s, but I guess that beats the 9 o'clockers. I don't like the 9 o'clockers. Um, I think Purdue wins about an eight-point game. That's, I think, I think it's pretty close. Right. I think, uh, yeah. You know, a guy that's think, really come on for Purdue. Sorry to interrupt with you. I interrupt you. I think there's a little delay on my end, but a guy that's really come on for Purdue lately off the bench is David Jenkins Jr. He's starting to shoot the ball well, and he can add another dimension to their uh, to their offense when he's shooting it well. Yeah, give me Purdue. Eight point win sounds about eight eight to thirteen point win. Uh, Minnesota at Rutgers. Rutgers. Yeah, Minnesota is a. Bottom 10 Big Ten teams since I've been watching. Uh, Wisconsin at Ohio State. Man, both these teams need this one. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Um, Man, I'm going to take Wisconsin, but it's a coin flip. Straight up coin flip. Uh, The metrics still love Ohio State. Like Kim Palm still has them 27th. The net ranking has them at 29th. I I just don't see it. I I don't see it at all. They're 11 and 10, 3 and 8 in the conference. I don't know why the metrics like them so much. Um, With that being said, uh, this is one of the – finally, I pick Wisconsin to finish like 10th, and I think they're going to finish right around 10th. Um, I think they lose this one. Uh, pretty handily because I, I think Ohio State will come up de- out desperate. So should Wisconsin, though. Uh, I just don't think Wisconsin has the athletes whatsoever. Uh, Michigan at Northwestern. Let me take Northwestern. This one at home. Um, Michigan should be desperate as well, uh, and they should be embarrassed for how they fared yesterday, getting down thirty something in the second half. Um, again, I think uh, I think Northwestern. Um, is an okay team. I don't think they're that great. Give me Michigan. And we both had Michigan, the top three of the Big Ten. Yeah. And uh, they got to be one of the more underwhelming teams in the country. That's that's the Jawan Howard way. Same thing happened last year. He's, he's not that good uh, a coach. No, he's not. Michigan State at Rutgers. Michigan State needs this one. I don't see him getting it. Give me Rutgers at home. Tough place to play. And I think Rutgers is going to be ticked off after losing to Iowa this whole week. So. Completely agree. Give me Rutgers. Uh, Illinois at Iowa. Game of the day on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, a little rivalry here um, that sparked the last couple of years, at least. Illinois loses at the buzzer. <laughs> I'll jump out my second story window. Um, I I do think Iowa's going to win. I think Illinois wins Tuesday. The winners of seven of eight. They're kind of due for a due for another clunker and uh, Underwood, I think is only one at Iowa once and it was last season. Uh, so give, give me, Iowa. I think Iowa's starting to click a little bit too. I think it's a coin flip game though, but mm. Iowa probably got some mojo and some momentum going with that. that probably. When, yeah. I mean, you put up 90 points on Rutgers, that should give you a confidence boost. I, I feel better about Illinois defense against Iowa this year than I did last year. Cause I mean, well, I guess it's kind of the same cause Dane Dane is kind of that slow prototypical back to the basket guy, but uh, the way their, their versatility, I think Coleman Hawkins will play the five a bunch because uh, he, he shut Keegan Murray down in Champaign uh, last year and hopefully he can shut his brother Chris down in uh, Iowa city. Uh, give, give me Iowa though. And a close one uh, Purdue at Indiana. Yeah. I was kind of hoping this would be the college game day, 
but I uh, should have known better, especially with Big Ten and ESPN yeah. not having their contract going uh, into next year. Uh, they picked Duke and Carolina, you know, two teams that are unranked, unranked right? and Multiple? not even the best two in their conference. Yeah, uh, This is not even the best game in the ACC that day. Um, but whatever. It's ESPN being ESPN. <laughs> yeah. uh, Purdue and Indiana do get the privilege of Dick Vitale being on the call. I don't know if that's a privilege or not. But... Why? Yeah. <laughs> give give him to the Dukies. Yeah. Yeah. He, all he's going to do is talk about Robert Montgomery Knight the whole time. Um, yeah. But it worked out well for Purdue last time. It was it was the day that Robert Montgomery Knight came back. And, and, yeah, maybe and, and, and Bobby will come game. back and uh, take a swing at Dick Vitale again. <laughs> that was awkward. Um, <laughs> that was so awkward. I, I think Purdue gets it done. Um, it's good. I think it's going to be a good game. That play, especially if both teams win this week beforehand, that play is going to be rocking. Um, but I just, I just think this Purdue team, especially on the roads, just tough this year. I, I think Purdue gets it done by five. Tickets as low as three hundred and ninety-two dollars. Cheap. Cheap tickets there. This will be the J-Man's Book It Prediction of the Week. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to help you out a little bit. Give me the Hoosiers at home. Um, I I, I think they get it done. Purdue is overdue for a loss. I know they're a really good team. Um, My my, my mind works in um, probability. And, uh, well, Indiana's hot, too. But uh, I I know you don't want to lose this one. But – Getting a loss out of the way might not be the worst thing in the world. Uh, J-Man's Book of British of the Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for Life Home Auto. Business, renters, workers' comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watching at infb.com. And I know a lot of Purdue fans are really nervous. So I'm like, ask me again Friday and my two might change. But right now I'm pretty confident. And I don't know. I'm just I'm trying to embrace the new Purdue culture of what I want to be a Purdue culture and not worrying about mm-hmm. when's the shoe going to fall off, even football and basketball, you know, mm-hmm. football said back to back eight win years. That's really good for Purdue basketball. I mean, painters had them rolling the last few years and it looks like they're going to have good teams in the future with some coming recruits and they could get everybody back except David Jenkins next year. And it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying the ride of course. Cause you never know what, when it's going to end in March, but like, why, why can't we just, why can't we have good things and start, you know, just winning, have a winning com- culture? So, yep. I don't. Which, know. which painters built the, the the fan every fan base is doom and gloom, but uh, yeah, the fans in West Lafayette are a different breed. Yeah, it's just always. I'm just tired of always waiting for the bad to happen, and you mm-hmm. know, and I get it. With you know, history speaks. I understand the feeling, but I'm like, let's just be confident. Let's go into every game just being confident, like. And get nervous during the game if it's not going good, you know. And so, and and, and honestly, who cares how the fans are feeling? It's all about how the team's I know, feeling. I know, you know, I know. I just yeah. I've tried to ease my my myself. I guess yeah. you know I don't want to stress. Pe- pe- people always tell fans now, don't look ahead to this game. Fans yeah. can look ahead to whatever game yeah. they want to. Yeah, as long as the players don't, you're good. College football fans look to like 2026 schedule. Yeah, already in the yeah. making. So. Uh, yeah. Maryland at Minnesota tickets for as low as eight dollars. A, a little different there. <laughs> uh, Maryland. Yeah, give me Maryland. I Minnesota's not winning another game this year. <laughs> um, Ohio State at Michigan Sunday afternoon. Uh, the game, as they call it in football. Um, give me Michigan. I think it's a bad week for Ohio State. Um, Ohio State's only one and six on the road. Michigan's lost three home games. That lost to Central Michigan. Central Michigan's like six games under 500. Um, they're terrible. Um, 
I think Ohio State gets it. I think Michigan wins in Northwestern and loses at home to Ohio State. Um, yeah, Penn State at Nebraska. You can get into this one for as low as three dollars. I think Penn State wins this one. I, I don't see Nebraska winning too many more games. Agreed. Uh, Northwestern at Wisconsin. A lot of games this week. Um, I'll take Wisconsin to this one. I I, I have. I feel better about picking Northwestern at home than I do on the road. Uh, give me Wisconsin as well. I think Northwestern goes 0-3 this week. <laughs> You're a hater. <laughs> I hate them. I'm, I'm an admitted hater of Northwestern. Um, anything other college hoops-wise? I didn't watch a lot over the weekend. Um, busy doing other things. but um, I watched a decent amount for it really the first time. It was interesting to see Oklahoma take it to Alabama. It seemed a lot of people were were saying they should have been ranked number one, which, once again, rankings don't really mean anything. Um, It's up for grabs this year, man. It's up for grabs. It really is. There's there's no, like, um, team you really fear. And I, it, I mean, the ACC's down, the Big Ten's down. I think the Big 12's the best. Big 12 stacked. Yeah. College basketball. Um, but yeah, it's it 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 feels like any. I mean, it is that way most of the years, but it really does feel like anyone can win it. Like a seven seed could win it this year. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, there's there's just the between the number one team, which is Purdue right now, and like say the twenty fifth team, it doesn't feel like there's as much separation as there usually is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. Good case in point. Do you want to get educated real quick? I do. On this day in 1958, MLB Commissioner Ford Frick announces that players and coaches, rather than fans, will vote on selections for the All-Star Game. Vote what a name. of the fans in 1970. What a Ford name. Frick. Ford Frick. Say it fast five times. Actually, please don't because I don't want to have to hit the dumb sounds button. Sounds like I'm cussing. <laughs> um, on this day in 1971, UCLA starts 88-game basketball win streak. 88 basketball games. That, that's hard to even comprehend. Yeah. Yeah, that, that will never be broken. Um, on this day in 1983, who won the Super Bowl? Don't look 80, at your... Uh, I don't have it up yeah, anymore. Don't. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. Yeah, I have it, but it's just not up in the room. Um, why do I, I... I'm probably wrong. No, that was the next year. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Um, Steelers? I have no idea. The Washington Redskins beat the Miami Dolphins 27-17. I almost said that's the year the Dolphins lost, but I thought it was the next year. So They lost in 83 and 85. Okay. Uh, Can you name the MVP of that Super Bowl? Of the Redskins? Um, No. Yeah. John Riggins. Mm, He's a good one. On this day in 1994, who won the Super Bowl? 94. This is – okay. So is it the 93 season? 93 season, um, Super Bowl played in 94. Okay. It was Super Bowl. See if I can do my Roman numeral math here. Uh, 28. It's either the Cowboys over the Bills or it was the um, – it's either the Cowboys over the Bills, uh, Niners over Chargers, or Steelers over – or uh, Cowboys over Steelers. Um, One of those I, is correct. I think it's – I think uh, 94. I think it was the uh, – I'm going to go Niners over Chargers. You're wrong. Is it Cowboys Cow- over Bills? <laughs> Cowboys over Bills. I, I, uh, I, MVP was I Emmett sh- Smith. I struggle so much. I can do 
like give me the Super Bowls, I can do them. But give me the year, then I I I psych myself out. Who won Super Bowl thirty four on this day, two thousand? That was the Rams over the Titans. It was. Kurt yeah, Warner because thirty three and thirty two were Denver. So I knew that one. On this day in twenty twenty two. Cincinnati Bengals beat the Kansas City Chiefs 27 to 24 in the AFC Championship. Yep. And we'll talk about the, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that here in just a moment. So you got for on this day. And I don't have the read up, like I said, because I'm using a backup computer tonight. But the on this day is brought to you by Like It Is Every Week, Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a hundred percent hand cut, uh, wooden custom sign, growth chart. Um Anything wooden, pretty much, they can make for you. It makes a great addition to any home, office, uh, garage, man cave. Um, like I said, they can build signs, the growth charts. Uh, he's working, I've been working on a cool Star Wars designed one. So not just sports. It can That's be military. Cool. It can be Star Wars. It can be pretty much everything, anything you want. Uh, follow them at Mooney Woodcrafts on Instagram and Facebook. Tell them the Tan and J-Man show sent you for 15% off your order. Um I need to get my Tan and J-Man show sign hung back up because uh, I got a Tan and J-Man show sign. I got a Boiler Breakdown sign, another podcast I do. Um, he's made me a Purdue sign, Denver Broncos sign. So that does great quality work. So uh, just go on their Instagram or Facebook page. Once again, that's at Mooney Woodcrafts. Let them know what you want. Let them know Tan and J-Man show sent you for 15% off. Let me knock out the word association real quick. I forgot. I meant to do that. When we were talking college basketball, because it is college basketball related, and I uh, was having internet issues, so uh, being a uh, Purdue and Indiana coming up this weekend, I list six random Purdue and IU players, six oh, each, man. and got to let you censor myself. Get to let you, uh, yeah, you might hate a few of the. Oh, I know you hate a few of these, but some of them I have no idea how you feel or what you think of them. So that's why I, they're from all different years. So. We'll start with Purdue with PJ Thompson. Man, he was steady. That's yeah. the one. That's the one thing I can think of. Steady. He's the guy. Never turned the ball over, mm. ever. And and he was surrounded by great players like Vince Edwards and Isaac Haas, and then Carson Edwards. Was he was for two years maybe with Carson? Uh, yes, freshman sophomore two year. years in the um, Midwestern Cowboy. In the Midwestern Cowboy. Good. Good. Uh, Good point guard to have if you didn't want uh, turnovers, which you don't. Yeah, hit some big shots too. You uh, did, yeah, pretty good shooter. And then I'll go. I'll go one Purdue, where's, one Indiana. Where's PJ's brother at? He's at Florida Gulf Coast. He was terrible. Yeah, I think he's averaging in the teens this year. Uh, so that's not I think bad. He's doing all right. Jawan Morgan for the Hoosiers. He was good. Like on, it'll be a guy that goes down like 10, 10 years from now. You're like, man, that guy was underrated because yep. those teams weren't very good. Um, but yeah, he he was a good big guy, six eight, could shoot it a little bit, uh, athletic. Cup of coffee in the NBA, yeah, with the Jazz, I believe, or maybe he got, got picked by the Jazz and maybe bounced around a little bit. Yeah, AJ Hammonds. Um, oh man, he was a guy that um never quite lived up to what I thought a lot of people thought he would. Uh, he was seemed kind of soft, a little uh. That that Little Rock game leaves a bad taste in your mm-hmm. mouth. Uh, didn't want the, the final, ball the last five minutes. Final career game too, yeah. wasn't it? Didn't want the ball. Yeah, he yeah. did not want the ball, and it seemed like when I, I mean Matt 
I think Matt's even been on record saying AJ Ham is the most talented guy he's ever coached. But he I just he couldn't get yeah. out of him. He just didn't seem motivated. He didn't yeah. care. I mean, I remember when Indiana came in, Mackey just clubbered him. AJ had 30 points that game, though, on Cody yeah. Zeller. I mean, if he got motivated, he was really hard to yeah. stop because he could even shoot. shoot but he just ball, yeah. they, they couldn't get out of him enough. So another big guy for the Hoosiers on this, this side, uh, Thomas Bryant. He's having a good NBA career. Uh, hated him. Hated him. I think a lot of people hate him. Has has a uh, DJ White Club. Has a uh, Draymond Green quality about him uh, when he was there. But yeah, he's having a pretty good NBA career. Some of these upcoming guys on Purdue might not remember as much their early Painter teams, but maybe maybe you will. Because uh, I know you were feeling. I mean, you were following Illinois pretty heavily by then. Yeah, Illinois was. Uh, I, I, I know the there. early Painter teams more than I do the late Katie teams. Yeah, but um, well, so. one of these guys. I don't know if he ever flows. He actually might have been a painter guy the whole way. Marcus Green. Um, I don't remember much about him. Uh, he he, he kind of came off the bench, didn't he? Yeah, he was a role player, like an eighth man. What a thought. Um, yeah. I mean, he could get going at times. He had some memorable games. I think he had a big game against Ohio State on his on his senior day. I think it was yeah. he and somebody else. But the other guy was a walk on. I don't remember who it was. So it was kind of like his day. Um, yeah, but seemed like a good guy. You never heard anything bad about him. Decent, decent bench player. Uh, for the Hoosiers, Rob Finnessy. Uh, I think he's at Cincinnati now. He isn't is, he and doing he's averaging nothing. like three points a game. Three points a game. Yeah. Something like that. Um, that was one. I I don't think you were necessarily upset, but I know a lot of Purdue fans were upset that he chose Indiana because he's from West Lafayette. Um, not that great. And he had his career moment against Purdue last year, hitting that late. He did. Three pointer yeah. that got him to win, and then they rushed the court. So, yeah. um, yeah, uh, Gordon Watt for Purdue. You remember him at all? Gordon, I do a little bit. Uh, was he the one that um, ended up at Houston Baptist? Yes, because he had a DUI and Painter kicked him off the team. Yes, uh, he he was athletic though. He's he big, was like a six he? seven post guy. Yeah, he was. Yeah, a freak. Yeah, I remember him because <laughs> he would have been on that team with the Baby Boilers, but because hmm. that would have been his second year. But then he got got in trouble. But. Um, <laughs> Will Sheehy. I don't hate him as much now as I used to. Used to despise <laughs> the man. Uh, and I, I think you have reason to hate him more for the whole. Uh, yeah, I flexed um, him. Yeah. Uh, never really did a whole lot against Illinois, if I remember correctly. Got got a tech in Illinois in that game that came back that uh, Tyler Griffey ended up hitting the buzzer beater. Uh, I, think, I think it was the first half tech, so it didn't mean a whole lot. But, uh, yeah, don't hate him as much as I used to. Eric Hunter Jr. He's at Butler now, correct? Yeah, not uh, doing too much. Yeah, I, I I wonder. I'm sure Painter was okay if that he just kind of left on his own. Uh, but I bet uh, Hunter's like, man, could be on the yeah. number one team in the country right yeah. now. You know, I'd rather have Braden Smith. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Jordan Holes. Jordy, we watched him in high school. Four uh, A state championship game for Bloomington South. Um, good shooter was kind of the first class that kind of started to turn things around there in Indiana after, uh, the Kelvin Sampson sanctions, uh, with Tom Crean there and, um, good shooter. I, he's, he's a kind of guy that you think about, like, I don't know if he would see the court that much these days. Uh, back then 2009 through 2013 was a different game than it is now. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and it was Gus Johnson's fair player. Of course. Yeah. 
And then last one for Purdue, DJ Bird. DJ Bird. I'll never forget him traveling, sliding across Slide the on court. His knees. Yeah. <laughs> on his knees, slid, slid about 40 feet. He, he slid from about half court all the way to the, to the end line, it felt like. <laughs> <laughs> um he he felt he he was on some bad Purdue teams at the end of his career. So I uh look back on him fondly. <laughs> and uh last one, Derek Elston. Elston, um, by for all intents and purposes, one of the dumbest players to play at Indiana from some of the stories we've heard. Uh Tipton, Tipton's own. Um I, I remember when he committed there that people thought, oh man, this is the program changer, and he was awful. He was terrible. Could shoot it a little bit, but he wasn't a good player at all. No, he, um, yeah, he he was in that same class with Bird and, mm-hmm. and uh, Bruce Grimm Jr. and Jordan Holes, and he was up there for Mister Basketball. And, was he or, or was he two thousand eight? I thought he was nine. Maybe he was eight. I, I, I I'm pretty sure he was eight. Okay, maybe he's a year older. Yeah, um, but I mean, right but, right around there. Then he was a graduate assistant. He just felt like he was around the program forever. Yeah, so. That's going to do it for this week's Word Association segment, which is brought to you by Performer Print 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company, picnic, or sales meeting in 2023, give them a call. They have over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive to be the best, fast, efficient. So you need to look no further. Give Barbara Vans Weinsberg a call today. I should know her number off the top of my head, but I'm bringing it up here. At 574-210-3815. You got Stupid it. Stupid computer. <laughs> All right. Show's almost over, but we got yeah. an NFL to talk about. Yeah. Um, the games yesterday, one was bad, one was good, although it felt like it ended bad in Kansas City. I did not get to watch any of the NFC Championship. I watched. Look like I missed much. About a quarter. And then I got bored with it. Because for one, I don't think the NFC is nearly as good as the AFC was correct. this year. Uh, they all have the quarterbacks. Yeah, that's that's exactly correct. Uh, Brady wasn't that great. Rodgers wasn't that great. Uh, the AFC is loaded with quarterbacks now. And the NFC just doesn't have doesn't mm-hmm. have those kind of guys. Then Brock Purdy gets injured early. Completely tore his UCL, which uh, if you're a Major League Baseball pitcher, that's Tommy John surgery 12 to 18 months. Uh, they don't think he'll have to have total reconstruction, so he could be out six months. But uh, I think that leaves the door open for the most likely spot that Tom Brady ends up. It'd be uh, fitting for him to end his career mm-hmm. at his childhood favorite team, yeah. on his childhood favorite team. On on a team that feels like is cursed at the quarterback spot yeah. at this point. Yep. So many injuries. Um, starting or they had to play Josh Johnson, who'd been around for 15 years. It feels like as <laughs> he a backup. Got, he was backup. on Denver in the preseason, and then they chose Brett Rippon over him for the backup. Yeah, yeah. Um, and e- even if Purdy plays, I don't think San yeah, Francisco had much, had much of a shot. Um, Jalen Hurts didn't have to do anything yesterday. He uh, is one of I think I read eight guys that um led a team to the Super Bowl by throwing for less than six first downs. Peyton wow. Manning's actually one of them. He he was the only other guy. Rex Grossman, I think, was on there twice. <laughs> um, twice. Joe Flacco, he would have been on there once. Well, Grossman. no, I it, like in in a playoff. Oh, playoff game. game. Okay, okay. For, for okay. a team that went to the Super Bowl. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, I, I think he did it back to back weeks. <laughs> um, but uh, he didn't have to do much. They didn't even run the ball that well, and they still scored 31, 38 yep. points, whatever it was. So. Uh, it was kind of a snoozer. Yeah, Bird's going back to the Super Bowl. Um, second time yeah. in uh, six or six seven years. years. Yeah. yeah, 
Uh, it's I mean, two teams that have been I mean, very recently. I mean, think about Philadelphia. Their their management has really done a good job. They won a Super mm-hmm. Bowl, rebuilt because they struggled to rebuild. Now they're back to another one. Yeah. So pretty good. Yeah. How uh, Howie Roseman knows what he's doing. That trade yes, for AJ Brown completely changed the trajectory of the franchise. Yep. Um, Hertz had the best year of his career so far. Ran the ball well. Devontae Smith looks like a star, too, at the wide receiver spot. They had 71 sacks as a team, too, uh, which is one of the most ever. Uh, and they got they got season. good old line play. I mean. Yeah, J- Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, uh, all those guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the AFC, like you said, um, good game. Mm-hmm. Not the result I think most of the country was hoping for. Uh, at least the ones who have Kansas City fatigue. But for the third time in five years, Chiefs are going back to the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. Yeah, um, all the talk all week was about Cincinnati. That You just felt like Kansas City was going to beat them. I personally thought Kansas City was going to end up blowing them out because of all the talk. Because they were being cocky. Um, yeah, yeah, they were being cocky, calling it Burrowhead, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, doing that sort of stuff never helps you, nope. ever. Nope. Ever. Nope. I know Pat Mahomes was playing on a bum ankle, which he, he played the last Super Bowl a little banged up as well. Um, so he'll have, he'll have two weeks kind of heal that, but I didn't think he looked that great yesterday. Um, they, they don't really run the ball that well or even try to run at this point. Um, there were some unfortunate calls that went against Cincinnati. Yes. Uh, they blew a play dead after the play had already been completed to replay third down. They end up picking up the first down on a penalty. Ended up not costing anything. But then the Sky Moore punt return, clear block in the, black, block in the back. Um, that was not called. Chiefs end up at the 50. And then that that was a rough in the passer. Like, you'll get that called every single time. I felt bad for that Joseph Osai um, there. Because, for one, CBS continues to just, when, when a guy's crying, just continue to shove mm-hmm. the camera in his face. Does the guy no favors. Um, it sucked that it had to end that way uh, for Cincinnati. But I think they've proven they'll be back year after year after yep. year. I still felt like if they uh, win overtime, Kansas City was going to find a way to win. Um, yeah, I agree. It'll, it'll be interesting to see if, if Cincinnati has their uh, offensive defensive coordinator still intact next year. They're both getting head mm-hmm. coaching uh, interviews, so we'll see. Yeah, Coach Coach Lou, I think uh, Arizona. Yeah, that Arizona who, uh, this Thursday. Or mm-hmm. is it today? So was it today? And then they're doing Callahan later. Okay. Um, there's a lot of Dolphins ties in that coaching staff because uh, head coach Zach Taylor, Mike Sherman's son-in-law, he was Dolphins quarterback coach when Joe Philbin was head coach, Mike Sherman was OC, and then Philbin gets fired and Campbell promotes Zach Taylor to offensive coordinator, and he promoted Coach Lou Anarumu or whatever his name is to D.C., um, and then they both end up going to a Super Bowl last year, and it just proves that the Dolphins are a trash organization. Yep. Yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> sorry. I, I, I have a lot of noise in, in my headphones tonight. So uh, it's hard to concentrate. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, the coaching carousel, um, is going really slow. Um, slowest it seems like it's ever been, too. Yeah. Carolina got their guy in Frank Wright. Um, looks like Houston's got their guy in D'Amico Ryan's. All signs are pointing towards that. But Denver, Arizona, Indianapolis, not sure. Yeah. Not sure. Sounds like uh, at least stuff I've read that Sean Payton's probably leaning towards TV at this point. Yeah. I 
from what I've been, and I just follow Denver search from what I'm, I've heard from inside reporters, Benjamin Albright's the one I really trust. He seems to be really tuned in. Mm-hmm. He said that Peyton wasn't their first choice to begin with. It was Harbaugh, And then Peyton just didn't impress in the interview. Huh. So, Interesting. Uh, but at, at the same time, how much impressing does Sean Payton need to do in an interview? Right? I mean, he, he has the track record. Um, and honestly, you have two jobs there in Denver and Arizona where you're saddled to a quarterback yeah. for years now. And that's, that's probably deterring Indianapolis looks like they, sh- they should end up doing a complete rebuild. So I don't know how desirable any of those three jobs are to a guy like Sean Payton, who's used to, you know, winning. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, I think, I think Denver's got the best roster of the remaining jobs, at least especially defense. defensively. And then even wide receiver weapons, mm-hmm. weapons. They got a young running back who's injured, so he hadn't really proven himself. But yeah, quarterback's just the big thing right there. That's the issue. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know who they're going to end up with. I still wouldn't rule out Harbaugh yet. I know it sounds crazy, but he has not signed that extension yet at Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, and today, Lovey Smith is today, uh, is out there. Today, Adam Schefter threw all Denver fans for a curveball on the Pat McAfee show. He pretty much was talking about how Denver swang big, and Harbaugh and Peyton. And then he kind of said they're going to swing big, and then he stopped. And he was about to say something, and he, and he detracted. And McAfee tried to get out of him, and he wouldn't say anything. So it's like Schefter knows Shanahan. something. Something's brewing. So something's brewing. I bet it's Kyle, I bet it's Kyle Shanahan. You know how much they'd have to give up for him, though. Yeah, it it wouldn't be worth it. But maybe he's just like, man. I mean, can't you know, win my, in San Francisco, it, my, which is crazy because this quarterback situation has been so bad and he's still almost winning. Because after Schefter did that, he said, you know, right after he said that and he was trying to, he says, you know, if the Colts can bring in Jeff Saturday, then uh, uh, why can't Denver bring in uh, Pat McAfee? Like just saying like an oh. ex-player. Um, and, and, and when he said that, I'm thinking, oh God, does he mean like Peyton Manning? Like as in like a former player, because why would you shift? You know, I that's just where my head uh, went. I'm like, are are any former players uh, like assistant anywhere? Not that I know of. Hmm. Not that I can think of. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. But I'm ready hmm. for it to be over because I thought it'd be over by now. And, and like I said, the Colts. I have no idea. They interviewed like 14 guys. So yeah, Colts are a dumpster fire under or say he's the problem he is the problem a lot of owners are the problem mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. uh birdie bogey time any more nfl thoughts oh, i'm sure i do but we're running out of time and i honestly don't remember the birdie or bogey question i remember something about a lot of points so this is damian, not good. <laughs> damian lillard became the fourth player in nba history to record 60 points on 70 percent field goal percentage in a game he joins what three players to have 60 done this? points on 70% field goal. Well, I know one big guy scored a lot of points one game. So I got to go uh, Will Chamberlain. Wilt is one of them. David Robinson. Nope, close. <sighs> yeah, one, one more guess for a birdie. I thought for sure because he's a big guy who scored. He scored a bunch one game. Um, close, David Robinson. What are big guys have scored over 60? I don't think Shaq ever scored that much. Um, Jordan, Michael Jordan, he didn't do it. 
David Thompson, which that's why I said two out of three. Oh, I wasn't. Yeah, two out of three for Birdie. Carl Malone, the mailman. Oh, I didn't even know he scored 60. I didn't either. He is the, what was he, third highest scorer? Right, makes sense. Good question. Man, I'm three over par, you're one over. You're taking commanding lead already. Just call it now. (laughs) No, not stopping the count. I mean, I think we ended up tied last year. We did. After I had a big, pretty big lead. We did. Uh, thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man show live on the ISC Sports Network. We'll be back at it next Monday with another episode. Have a fantastic week, everybody.